This is my recording voice. Welcome. That's the lightning bolt. To oh, one foot oh, on the that. ground. <laughs> <laughs> This is Johnny. This is Ashley. <laughs> and today we are watching. Uh, crap. Um, Dracula, AD 1972. Mm -hmm. 1972. Yes. Oh, from the year 1972 as well. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, fa the, fan the, the Phantom or just Phantom? Uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Thank you. Phantom of the Paradise, 1974? Nailed it. Good. Look at that. Look at that. Look I at looked it go. up. Because I was like, <laughs> what year was this? Because how much drugs were they on? Um, <laughs> but we'll get into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I. All right. So I just want to say, I, when you told me Dracula AD, like when we were picking our movies and we were pairing our movies, you were like, it's, you know, a Dracula movie from the 70s with a really funkadelic soundtrack. And I was like, I've got the perfect thing to pair with it. And these two movies could not be more different. They were so different. And um, I honestly was a little disappointed with mine because I remember it very differently. Like my, my memory of it was not at all what it was. But that being said, I didn't hate it. I thought it was very well assembled. I mean, it, it's British people. They, they assemble things well. <laughs> they but, do do assembly. Yeah. Right. I mean, even the acting, like, you know, they get fine actors to be in all these things. And it's like, oh, well, you did good. You did your jobs. Um, so we're going to so, go into uh, Dracula. Dracula, first, right? 80. 1972. Yeah. Um, What's this movie about? This movie is about, and this is pretty simple. It's not very complicated. Um, Dracula and Van Helsing, you see the end of their lives. Uh, Van Helsing was obviously um, chasing Dracula, Dracula, um, <laughs> to kill him. And this is back in what, like 18 something? Like this is like a did they give us a year? They yeah, just showed they us there were wagon wheels. Said, though. I think it was 18, 18 something. I don't know. Whatever. Whenever the first one happened. <laughs> Whenever the first Dracula was going down. Um, so you see basically, because everybody's seen Dracula's story. Everybody knows what's going on. Van Helsing kills him. And in the process, he himself dies. So this is like at that part where like we're at the end of their whole journey uh dracula gets staked by a a loose wheel on the wagon 
which all <laughs> it, it was just like a tragic accident <laughs> it was it was like totally not on purpose um but it was funny because well first of all the photography during that whole sequence was fantastic i love the details like they kept closing like doing close-ups of like uh the bolts rattling and the wheels shaking and the horses trembling it was just a lot of captures of the wagons um like shocks mechanics yeah like it was just it was kind of like oh okay this is how wagon works i like this um and 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 honestly when i saw the the shocks on the wagon i was like did were wagons constructed how how old is this wagon (laughs) like like when was this wagon constructed it looked more of like a modern situation but you know i'm not a a wagon tier so a wagoneer, a wagon, yeah, wagon t- yeah. <laughs> a tier we're not of wagon aficionado, so we don't know what year it was supposed to be. And it's probably a glaring mistake in the movie, but who cares? It was fun. So the wagon falls apart. Ah, everything. Ah, the horses. Ah, everything's just a mess. Uh, Dracula dies. <laughs> well, he gets staked. Dracula finds himself <laughs> in between the spokes of the wagon wheel somehow. But, and you know. it didn't really look like he was stabbed in the heart. Mm-mm, so like, that yeah. kind of confused me. But I was like, whatever, I'm going to go with it. Uh, so he, he gets the jab jab. And then Helsing finishes the job by staking it harder into him and pushing him to the ground. But Van Helsing was oh so, oh so injured. So he also died. And so they both died. Uh, Dracula turned to ash. And then some handsome fellow with sideburns pulls up and he's like oh my i must save these ashes and this ring and i must do a ritual so he goes to where they're burying van helsing to his little gravy grave and they um uh what am i saying they he does a little ritual and this word got confusing to me because he, he put the ring on right didn't he he put the ring on yeah it's dracula's ring right yeah but he put the ashes in the ground he dumped the little bottle out and that's important because i feel like there's a continuity error in this movie but anyway so he dumped the ashes into the hole in the ground near van helsen's grave buried him did a little thing and everything's good and great so then you know 1972 rolls around disco is starting but hasn't quite got there yet this is actually if you think about it in terms of cinema this is the year after a clockwork orange so yeah and that was very it was it very obvious very um influenced like yes. when we meet the when we meet the teens and we're like they're like oh we're gonna cause a ruckus then they're sitting we're at the table cause, very yeah. much like that like i feel like clockwork. it was because in if if you know much about what happened with the clock orange we haven't done that one yet but it was not banned in britain but stanley kubrick received so many death threats to his him and his family and they got very serious and he lived in england so he said look warner warner brothers yo please take this movie out of the theaters do not just like do not show this movie in this country because i live here my children live here and i cannot be harassed like this so just pull the movie from which is kind of an astronomical thing that a director has that kind of power that he can 
like ban his own film from his the country he lives in <laughs> he's like uh please like like imagine having that power but only doing it when your movies are flops yeah <laughs> you just don't want to be embarrassed i mean there were cap copycat crimes and all that kind of stuff with the clockwork orange so yeah, rightfully that, so like, like they pulled with, it like, scream as well well i guess so but they pulled it or he pulled it specifically it wasn't banned it was pulled by stanley and um i think the lure of it is what made it so popular like people that like banning a movie sort of kind of thing is like a guarantee that everybody's going to find a way to watch this damn movie so <laughs> yeah, but, yeah much like uh what's that movie that just came out the new borat movie where uh, rudy giuliani or giuliani was like i i was just talking in my shirt for three minutes and i was ew. like i wasn't gonna watch that movie but now i am because you seem to have a problem with it i don't want to watch that shit i, I mean it wasn't it wasn't great good I didn't but think it, it was be. uh it was it was just like any other borat movie <laughs> any other like the only other the, and you know but, the one um, other borat movie <laughs> well i was gonna say so but i think i think that whole thing maybe is what caused this kind of movie to happen like let's kind of fill the void of the fact that that movie is not being played and let's kind of give that aura to people so they can experience something like it does that make sense i think that's what this movie was maybe maybe i would not i would say apart from the the teens wanting to do are they teenagers are they in their 20s yeah i, I think don't. they're i think they're teenagers i think no, they, they, they look older they cast it a little older yeah oh my god and let me tell you something that woman's hair was insane the main girl jessica jessica's hair holy shit i mean she had like like well i don't even know what you would call that like a, a it was like a the, the mother brady mother brady but longer yeah but it was like yeah it was like flowing locks that came out from under this like helmet looking haircut it was the <laughs> weirdest thing and the way yeah. it moved was just so odd I was like, oh my it's god! It's like a, it's like a bob, like a really tight bob, but with the like the, the layer closest to the skin, just super long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, and it, I wanted to say also, well, first of all, that woman has been in movies that I've seen, um, so I recognized her. I was like, oh shit, I know that lady. Second of all, uh. Christopher Lee plays Dracula in this and he's kind of, oh, wait a minute. I didn't finish telling you what the movie's about. Hold on. Let me do that first. So <laughs> before we get into all that. So anyway, right it. so the kids are looking for something dangerous to do, you know, like it opens up with them at a party that's supposed to be dangerous. And uh, the police are the fuzz, I'm sorry, are called to break <laughs> up the party. And they're all like debating how long it's going to take for the fuzz to get there. Uh, it takes four minutes and something seconds, by the way. But anyway, so, and it was the guy throwing the party that actually called the police because he was like a, a, what do you call that? Hoity-toity kind of stuck-up family kind of person. But yeah. he was like, I just wanted this band to play here, but I can't believe they brought all these people and this drugs and this craziness and the. It, it seems like it seems like he 
he was cool with it until like his family showed up and like he got caught and he was like it wasn't me i just invited one person i over. just invited this person and all these people came anyway yeah. so he calls the police on his own party uh the police come and uh, break up the party obviously and then the kids they all want to do something else and they all go hang out at this coffee shop which was the coolest fucking coffee shop i've ever seen in my life like i would totally want to sit in that coffee shop it was so freaking cool. It had like these weird mirror, like quilted mirror walls. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> but anyway, um, they all hang at the coffee shop, like Central Perk kind of kids. And they're all trying to figure out what to do that next that would be totally inappropriate. Like we got to do something wild. So they decide uh, to do a seance type thing with this guy and he's going to summon the devil, uh, among other things, apparently. So they're like, oh, fine, we'll do it. But Van Helsing girl, Jessica, she's like, I don't know. It takes a little convincing to get her to do it, but peer pressure works. So they ended up doing it. Uh, they all gather together to do this ritual. And of course, Jessica's the one that has to be... Uh, part of the ritual because she is the heir of the Van Helsing so Dracula specifically wanted her uh, but it didn't work because she didn't yeah, want to do it and this other girl just bounced understand. up and was like take me let me do it I've got to be the one so she did it and um, this is where I was going to say the continuity error happens because he pulls out that vial which looks completely brand new as the day it was done in 18 something and uh it's full of the ashes again don't know how that happened but whatever he dumps them into a thing and slices his wristies and has the ring on and does all kinds of chanting that takes like 20 minutes it's like ridiculous um like i did not understand how because this is Johnny we're talking about who's like performing the the ritual. I didn't understand how like, Johnny understood <laughs> what he needed to do. Like, I feel do like you it read was about like it in a book? Is he the heir of the weird guy who was collecting the dust? Like, yeah, why I think did he, he need I think Jessica? that was yeah. Or why? Or how did he know he needed Jessica? I mean, continuity errors up the yin yang. Yeah, I don't it know. was. It was. It was kind of. Yeah, and like, how was he just well, waiting for his time to leap? Like, I do feel, I do feel like time. he was being talked to in some way, like maybe a mental thing. Okay. Because remember, like he was saying, like you promised me this and that, and Dracula's like, I said nothing, bitch, because I wasn't even here, ho. Yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. <laughs> like, did, did you just summon him, or was he like around the corner and really wanted the like, seance to pull whispered through? Whispered in your ear, like, hey, baby, I'm a ghost. Come and get me, baby. Um, but anyway, so he does the sacrifice or the rich of the ritual. Dracula comes back. He's pissed that Jessica's not there, but he, you know, jabs his teeth into the other girl anyway, because he's like, well, I might as well since I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the attitude for Dracula moving forward. Like, this is the wrong person. <laughs> ah, damn it. Um, but yeah, he's. Yeah, and the guy's supposed to go get her. I don't know, whatever. So eventually, you know, confrontation, things happen, police get involved. Uh, these girls 
what grandfather or dad was it her dad no her dad's dead so this dude is her grandfather grandfather. who like just wants to have dinner with her like any other grandfather and he was played by peter cushing um which people might know him uh he's very famous actor from star wars but he wasn't star wars he planned grand i can't say his name right Oh, He's I know the, that... uh, the Moth Moth Tarkin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he played him. Um, he's the one that they digitally uh, redid for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I thought they did pretty good with him, but anyway, not the point. You'll know him from that. But he also um, sort of played the Doctor, but not the Doctor Who that we all know. Uh, he played like dr dr period who in uh two movies that were based on episodes of dr who that were turned into like theatrical films in the 60s i believe i think um so he's like famous for having sort of played the doctor but it's not canon so it's not part of the doctor who series um and i have watched those they were pretty good it's okay. Dracula also was in a Star Wars, right? Christopher Lee. I mean, he did a lot of like Lee. Dracula movies. Was Christopher Lee Dracula. in Star Wars? Yeah, he was in like Episode Two. Um, Count <gasps> oh, he was. He was that dickhole. He's a dickhole <laughs> in a lot of movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's actually. Kind of a... n- this is what I was gonna say. I don't really care for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know he played famously Dracula many times, and he plays wizards a lot and stuff like that. But he he's kind of an arrogant jackass in real life. Like, if you watch interviews with him, especially like when he was doing, um, uh, what is it, the Lord of the Ring movies. Because yeah. he played uh, one of those guys. I don't remember what his name was. Um, one of the mean ones. Huh? It starts with an S. I can't remember. Yes. Saruman? Sauron or serotonin I don't know whatever but he he played that guy but he um he was such an arrogant jackass because he kept telling people like when he was interviewed well I should have been Gandalf and because I knew J.R. Tolkien and blah blah Tolkien or whatever his name is Uh, (laughs) I can't say his name right either but um yeah, he was such an arrogant jackass and he he wasn't very happy and then he was pissed because everybody was pronouncing one of the names wrong it might have been gandalf like it's not supposed to be gandalf it's supposed to be like gandalf i don't know whatever he was gandalf. being a jackass gandalf gandalf i don't know but <laughs> like like hercules <laughs> you mean hunkules um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he was kind of a jackass, and I think I don't because of that. I just don't find him very appealing um, in anything. And he's kind of a dick in all his roles anyway. Like he always plays a dick. I've never seen him play like a nice romantic lead that was sweet to somebody. You mean the Doctor in Gremlins Two, the new batch, wasn't a hot romantic lead? He was. He wasn't. No, John, you dear, didn't watch that no. movie. I know you didn't. No, you didn't I like didn't watch. I, well, I think I did, but I was drunk or something. Who knows? Um, but anyway, so uh, the, the I don't know the it, 
they all Go figure ahead. out what's going on. Jessica screams a lot. Um, she gets under trans, trans, tran, like trans, what am I saying? The, uh, Dracula puts her under a trance. There you go. And yes. brings her to the place where he wants to sacrifice her or whatever. I don't know, the church. Um, and I can't really remember what it was for. Like, maybe just because? I can't remember. But uh, Peter Cushing catches wind and he's like, oh shit, I gotta stop this bullshit. Um, oh, Johnny became a vampire, finally. It took forever. Yeah, he was like, he was he was like I could do this a lot better no, if you were to give me some powers. I want to be immortal. Mm. Um, yeah, but then Johnny also turned her boyfriend into a vampire. Like, uh, Jessica's boyfriend, who, oh, like, she, she did, who, kept, did? who kept, like, you know, being cool and everything. And then suddenly that. she's like, oh, it's just my boyfriend. Don't worry about it, maid. At, like when he came to scoop her up, and he's like, "Let's go someplace safe." She was in a safe space, and he of brings course. her over to Johnny, and then reveals that he too has teeny tiny little teeth in his mouth. Oh little God, teeth. it's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know why they had to keep going. Could, could Dracula not leave the cemetery? Because I don't he, know. Like, he was like, "Bring them to me." Yeah, maybe but I guess, he, you know, was that's he always like there? I can't remember now. I yeah. I just watched this fucking thing. Um, <laughs> I did too. But, you know, uh, Christopher like Lee was, was like always in the same spot. Yeah, I feel like I was half paying attention to some of it because I was like, what? What's happening? Oh, they're fighting again. Whatever. Um, I did love Jessica's boyfriend's car. That was fantastic. It was so cool. He had a great paint job. Um, and then, I love Johnny's reactions to everything. Like when he like cut his wrist for the blood, he's like, oh, when oh, he God. like <laughs> he was sunlight, he's like, oh, acting hack, man. I mean, like, was his he head always else? whipped back. And oh, yeah. Was he was whipping his head back a lot and doing that thing where he's looking down at you from a tilted head thing. And I was like, dude. Yeah, we've seen it before. It's not cute. It's not cute. Uh, <laughs> I want a supercut of all of all of it. Just Johnny. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Overall, you know, it was fun. It was a fun romp. Oh, not enough romp. disco. In fact, I don't think there was any disco. There, it was. So when I started the movie and it was like, all right, so what I was expecting maybe was something more along the lines of like maybe Blackula. I was expecting from like the first 10 minutes, Dracula is dead in this like whatever time. I don't think they gave us a year, but you know, it was when wagon wheels were primary Running modes rampant. of transportation. And then, like, uh-oh, Dracula's resurrected in the 70s, and things are groovy and awkward and for him, you know? And he has to, like, adapt to slang. I don't know. I thought it was he didn't give a way shit about funkier slang. and way more of, like, a fish out of water. That would have been Dracula. fantastic. Like, I swear to God, I remembered him, like, entering a disco floor. I, I swear maybe there was a different movie. 
maybe it was a different movie but yeah and then like the beginning when like you know it cut to the party scene and there's like a lot of like hips bouncing around and people like making out under tables and such like it was a fun time and then yeah it got a little bit um more of like a streamlined movie that took itself very seriously and i was like oh oh this isn't gonna pair with what i picked yeah well and i also want to say um and this is about both movies but when i was watching dracula ad 1972 all i could think was this seems like the kind of situation that patsy and eddie would have been in when they were younger and on drugs from absolutely fabulous like (laughs) they would have been friends with these people and would have accidentally been involved for sure but then i was watching the second movie your movie and i was like this totally seems like the kind of movie that patsy would have been in as an actress (laughs) just something so ridiculous and it was like what what a delight (laughs) um and for those who have seen that will understand what i mean but anyway but yeah um do you have anything yep. else to say about this one? I I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was not what I was setting myself up for. But I oddly, don't think it was a bad time. Yeah, you know? oddly for me, it was the same. Because I, I think I'm mixing two movies. But I've definitely seen this one before. Right. Um, but my memory is definitely like two different movies, obviously. Uh, but I actually liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought the directing was pretty solid. Yeah, it was well photographed. It was mm -hmm. nice, nicely done. Um, I would have picked a different Dracula, but that's just me. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess there's also a sequel that, what is it called? Like the, the satanic rites of Dracula. And it just seems like this guy is just like going through the same thing over and over again. That's boring. Where he's resurrected and he's like, bring me a Van Helsing. And then they like, just like, can't do it. <laughs> They're just like incompetent people. And it's not like, you know. Also, all right. So Professor Van Helsing was, what what is he like a consultant for like cults and like weird stuff that happens like to the police department. But he also like teaches, you know, the history of this stuff. Why? like the, all the Van Helsings are human and it's like part of their whole deal is that they like train the next generation to be hunters of the supernatural right and I like the biggest so. nemesis is Dracula or a werewolf probably just Dracula though uh well and not not to say werewolves not included but the nemesis the nemesis I think they might be because they mentioned silver bullets yeah yeah and they mentioned like ways to kill uh dracula and or vampires which are uh sunlight um and i thought that these these young vampires were out in the day a bit uh a bit too often yeah for for that to be a critical uh weakness and uh clear running water which you don't hear about maybe because it's not super exciting but the way Johnny dies is just like a romp of um, 
accidents much like the way dracula dies in the beginning oh yeah like oh yeah you know, right. he accidentally pulls open the the window or the sun to the sunroof and he's like ah and he drops into the bathtub and he like accidentally turns on the shower and he's like ah and van helsing's there with like a mirror <laughs> just like trying to reflect light at him and he's like ah help me and he's like you tell me where jessica is and he's like ah never and it was just like this whole it was long yeah it, it took him fun, a long time to die but it was like a while yeah yeah <laughs> but i like that they include because there's so many like different lores that that have whatever but one thing i think is uh like like i guess clear running water washes away spells or something which is super convenient that you can just like i don't know it's the thought of like, oh, I'm cursed. I'll just go take a quick rinse yeah. <laughs> and be cool. Be cool again. I think that maybe, you know, like plumbing wasn't uh, <laughs> as accessible before as it is now. And you know what? Maybe that's why we're not so cursed anymore. Because we have showers. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't remember where I was going with that. But, but what a time. What a time. What a, what a time. Oh, but Jessica, I, th I thought that maybe... I don't know. Her grandfather should have told her a little something about like Dracula and cults and like whatever, because she seemed very surprised and very willing to go to a black mass for someone who, yeah. you know, that's true. Has, uh, has, has, has a bit of huntress running in her blood. Yeah. Yeah. I can that's see obviously that. not on her. That's on, that's on the uh, old professor. Old, old Peter Cushing. Mm -hmm. And his, ridiculous jawbones that are fantastic um <laughs> he really does have like the most amazing jawbones i've ever seen on a man it's like wow you're so photogenic i love it um he looks like a piece of art it's fantastic um yeah fantastic. yeah so how many footsies how many, how many toes how many toes I would probably give this, I'd say five or six toes. I would say, because like I mean, it was it was it was all right. Yeah. You know, there's a I lot. Was... Like Dracula is like the most made, created, used character, right? So it's kind of hard to be like different and exciting. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it like did any damage to. Lore. No, uh -huh. I think I think it was an interesting concept for a movie. I think it it was well executed, but I think story wise and writing, you know, obviously modern times, I think somebody could whip that into shape and make something really interesting out of it. I um, agree. But I I don't think because I don't think everything worked, but. Uh, it was fun. It was interesting. I think the most boring part of it was Dracula himself. I mean, yeah, he he really wasn't that exciting. He wasn't scary. He was just like, oh god, this old dude is just. He probably has bad breath. I mean, well, just, and ew. definitely smells bad because you know, no showers I mean, permitted. No showers. He's dead. He's gross. Um, <laughs> I would give it five and a half toes. 
which is funny because it's one of my choices, but I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fine. I've given my own choice two toes, haven't I? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I loved it. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a fun time, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, Yeah. Right on. So are you ready? You ready to talk about? Oh, my God. Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, my God. Tell me what it's about. Oh, jeez. I mean, it's about everything that they could possibly stick into a movie. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's pretty dense. <laughs> it is. I mean, there's so much going on. It's basically like four different things that you've seen before rolled into one. It's got like sort of the Phantom of the Opera situation. It's got, um, what is that? Portrait of Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the Little Mermaid. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that. Um, there was something else too. I can't remember what the other one was. But it's just got all this stuff in it. It's like, oh my, it even felt a little Rocky Horror at moments. I was like, oh, yeah. this is just a lot of stuff. Um, Thinking about it, I, it's like, it's like some drunk dude had a fever dream and was describing his dream to Brian De Palma and who who did Rocky Horror? The dude who did Rocky Horror. Oh, I can't remember. And those two dudes went off and created a film based on that premise. Yeah. And and got um, Paul Williams to write all the songs, which yeah. in itself is like, oh God, please don't like. I, I've Jim never Sharman. understood the appeal of Paul Williams. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and his songs were just like oh, they're not even interesting it's not like they're not even fun like make it what? fun paul first like, of all the juicy fruits were a fun time all right all right let, let, the movie is about no what um, is it about it, ashley it, please it, tell it, me it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh it's I so we have Paul Williams who is Swan who um you no, hold up know. hold up I got it I got it we got this dude who's obsessed with youth and fame and he is a music producer <laughs> I think he was supposed to be a, a spoof of Phil Spector just for the record I did read that oh well then there's that but keep going yeah. please keep going <laughs> and he he produces only hits and uh there's um a what's his name not william winslow a winslow homer yeah no, so what? there's this dude who's working on a cantana of uh faust and he's like playing oh faust was the other thing yes faust was the other story that they threw in there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew and, it was something uh, I knew. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's just this nice guy who's passionately working on this project. And Swan's like, oh, that's some good music. Uh, we're going to take it. We're not going to take Winslow. And uh, we're going to take his music and create something bigger out of it. Fuck that guy. And so the little guy, Winslow, gets duped <laughs> because he's like way too trusting. <laughs> <laughs> Winslow guy. <laughs> The journey of Winslow was so insane. I mean, 
you couldn't have it's like it's like you had a dice that had all kinds of random shit on it and you rolled it just to come up with all the things that they were going to do to this guy it was astronomically ridiculous he was so like like when he was approached about his music he's like i've been working years on this um it's incomplete it's my passion project it will be a huge hit and i can't wait to work on it with you dudes and they're like oh we just like want the one song and he was like absolutely not and they're like we want to do it without you and he's like absolutely not and then they were like okay so we'll do all of it and with you and he's like oh okay thank you and he like hands them like his only copy and they said they were going to reach out to him and they don't. And he goes in and he's like, oh, he must have forgot. Like, he was just like such a nice dude about it while they were just like shitting on him the whole movie. But yeah, so we learned that he also has like a bit of an anger problem when it comes to his precious uh, work. And he he gets duped one too many times, gets his face shoved into a record press. Girl, his you're teeth you're removed. You're condensing his struggles because that I mean, I, girl, like first of all, he what does he do? He gets dragged away by the. He's trying to get in to see John or Paul Williams, which yeah. I was still confused about Paul Williams until he actually showed up, and I was like, oh, that's the guy that they're talking about. Ew, he's gross. Um, <laughs> like ew Same. and then anyway and all these women want to sleep with him to get ahead in business and singing and it's like mm, 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 don't yeah except jessica harper didn't and then she did yeah she was the one that could sing <laughs> yeah anyway because there's only one person that could sing obviously in the world um but anyway <laughs> so what am i saying so we're, Winslow, we're talking about his struggles. <laughs> Winslow sneaks his way into the mansion or whatever it is, and he ends up in like the orgy bed dressed yeah, as a he, woman. And I was, was very confused favorite. because I didn't even notice it until Paul Williams walked in the room and I was like, wait a minute, he was there? What is he doing? And then I thought that was so well done. <laughs> and then they were like, get him out of here, get this pervert out of here. Or whatever they say, some slur. Well, um, yeah, and when he says that slur, and we see Paul Williams or Swan or whatever, I like we when we when the camera like because that's when we see him for the first time, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, this guy's projecting because Ew, he is definitely he's gross. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so Winslow gets tossed out, like beat up and tossed outside the mansion. The police obviously were called ahead of time to make sure to pick him up. They pick him up and they're bribed by Paul Williams. So they plant a, a condom of smack or something in his mm -hmm. purse, because he has a purse. <laughs> uh, they put him in prison. Uh, while in prison, they remove all his teeth and give him uh, metal chompers. Mm -hmm. And he volunteered to do this. But like, he didn't volunteer. They yeah, said he did. He wanted to get them no, done. No, he was like, I. There, he was like, I don't think I'm cool with that. And they were like, um, oh, so you don't think you don't deserve this? You don't think you're here? You're here for something you didn't commit? And they're like, well, everyone else raise their hands if you're here for something you didn't commit. And everyone was raising their hands, and he was like, oh, I guess. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Well, whatever. Anyway, so they gave him the <laughs> choppers. 
Oh, then which he breaks like out of and since it was Sing Sing, which was funny because of the music shit. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of jokes in this movie that weren't very well done, but <clears throat> they were there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he he breaks out of prison out of Sing Sing. He goes to the record uh, company, the Paul Williams Record Company, which was Death Records. It was supposed yeah. to be Swan Records, but then they were, uh, the producers were hit with a lawsuit by um, Led Zeppelin because their record label is Swan and they had a logo that was very similar. So there's, the logo in the movie is superimposed a lot of the times over the Swan logo <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't want to get, they were like, let's just make this movie and not even worry about it. Just cover it up. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Just because they wanted to get the movie out. Like, I don't know who wants to see this movie, but sure, go ahead. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they, um, so they, what am I saying to you? Oh, so he breaks out. He goes to the record plane. He tears shit up. He's trying to break things. He sees the record press and he's trying to destroy it. He accidentally hits a button after he slips or something. And he gets his head pressed into a record press machine. Um, so half of his face is like smushed and flat. So yeah, but he, also just oh, and on. he was getting shot at by uh, a copper or a security guard or something, and the security guard somehow disappeared after shooting him, and he got out. He's flopping on some cars, and then he hears the sirens of the police coming. He slips down a bank and goes into the river and disappears and nobody sees him and i'm like this was the most dramatic ridiculous bullshit i've ever seen in my life and i also want to point out i did read some facts here uh that was a real record press <laughs> and they did all kinds of things to guarantee that he wouldn't get hurt but then he almost <laughs> did get his head crushed because they couldn't stop the machine and they had to pull him out like seconds before his head was crushed yeah, so, their safety feature uh, just like crumbled the failed. moment they turned it on. It's like, hello, it's a fucking machine it's supposed to do that shit, and you think you want to yeah. put somebody's so, head in? It? So him like him popping out and like screaming with his him with his hand over his face um, may have had some like actual uh, pain behind it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure to go through his journey. Oh, but that's not it. He, no, resurrects, <laughs> he resurrects himself. Um, he comes back to the record plant or company or whatever it is. Sneaks in somehow, scaring some people along the way with his hideous looks. With his, um, yeah. <laughs> he goes into the old costume department, finds himself a ridiculous costume that has a helmet that looks like a bird. He puts mm -hmm. it on. And now he is the Phantom of the Paradise. And the Paradise is the name of the, um, the theater slash record company place building or whatever. Yeah, like, and it's, it's famously going to be reopened. It's the theater, but also, also where, uh, where they live. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things. It's kind of like Paisley Park, only not as cool. <laughs> Which is Prince's <laughs> Place. Uh, <laughs> not even close. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I love that when Winslow finds the helmet, like, to cover his face, and he, like, 
puts like a patch over like the the bad side, his bad eye side. But then he w- was like, oh no, I need to make this a look. And like paints his eye under the helmet so it's black, like like um Batman. like Batman's cowl. Yeah. And like puts on like black lipstick as well and then has his whole little, I mean his little cape. <sighs> and sometimes when he removes his helmet, the black uh the black makeup, much like Batman, isn't there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is. I noticed that, yeah. yeah I noticed I that right of, away. I thought of you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, he hates himself, but he gets dressed. He he's not gonna go. Just, <laughs> he's I not mean, gonna go so out things, like unfinished. So many things happen in this movie, and it was so long too. Um, it it was. It felt like I didn't need. I mean, that part that I just explained to everybody, that was like. <laughs> maybe 10 minutes of the movie and this was a long ass movie i mean there was way too much performance like singing uh, really bad songs that i was like no i don't want to hear this i I don't want to hear this it's bad i loved the songs that was i thought those were the best part i think because i think i loved the ridiculous performances Oh my god, like, the lip syncing was juicy horrible. Fruits in the beginning. All all we needed, all we needed for the exposition was the first song by the Juicy Fruits talking about Eddie stabbing himself and like, you know, he did it for us and blah 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 because like obviously Eddie is Winslow. You well, know? I also didn't realize uh, I don't know. I didn't realize what was going on. I was very confused because because I was like Wait a minute, because so, it starts off, we didn't tell anybody this part. It starts off with the Twilight Zone actor, like the narrator of Twilight Zone. What, what is that guy's name? Um, he's famous. Anyway, it starts off with him telling us, like, this is the story. This is the story of a oh, yeah. man that I does a thing. So it's like, literally, it's like the opening of a Twilight Zone episode. And I honestly was like, Oh, this is going to be interesting. And I knew from the get-go because I saw the the production people that Brian De Palma directed this. So I was like, "Oh, well this has to be good." I mean, with and then like I said, the way that it started, I was like, "Oh, look, they got this guy to do the narration. It's like the Twilight Zone. This is going to be fun." And then <laughs> and then it just was like, "What is happening?" Because it starts off with that what is it the juicy fruits that you were talking about like Mm -hmm. performing their weird ass song that was super long i mean it would never have been on the radio um (laughs) and i mean it it went on forever i mean there was like all kinds of things happening uh their bass player was super sexy by the way i forgot to mention that um but it was just like what is happening and then after he they're done with their performance then the weirdo winslow comes in and starts doing like this piano folky song thing where he's like doing that fake i'm singing and playing a piano move that people do like nonstop, and it was forever the song was like another one of these like what 25 minute songs that just kept going and going and going. <laughs> I I will give you that. His and, his song was pretty long. And the over dramatic lip syncing of it was just awful. And so I was really confused because I thought 
the way that you, even as the filmmaker started this movie, I was expecting something else. And then you throw me into complete chaos that I have no idea what's going on, including the fact that, I guess what, these are people that are, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it didn't make sense because like I said, the opening narration gave you the plot sort of, but I didn't realize that, I don't know how to explain it. What I got out of the narration is not what I got out of the movie. Like I was, it was all over the place. I could not figure out what was going on. And even after Paul Williams was finally revealed, which was such a bullshit reveal. It was like, dude, if you're going to reveal somebody in a movie, I mean, I understand that Paul Williams was probably famous at the time. My mom had one of his records. I mean, whatever, but like, it's not a reveal. It's like, ew, it's that guy. No. Like if it was like, I'm trying to think of somebody like who was attractive in 1974, uh, Ryan O'Neill. If it was Ryan O'Neill, I would have been like, Oh, Hey, that's a hot, sexy man. Please tell me yeah, more. Yeah, a, a man who who made a deal with the devil to look hot and young forever. Uh, like hot he was okay because we haven't gotten to that part yet. But he was going to kill himself in a bathtub while videotaping himself because he's so vain. And he was like, "I no longer want to live because I want to be this gorgeous <laughs> young person forever." And I was like, "Dude, <laughs> you are not bear gorgeous." The thought of aging. <laughs> you are not gorgeous. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not one of those people that want to knock somebody's looks because, you know, everybody is attractive to somebody. It's fine. But this is not, it's just not, it's just not. Also, <laughs> they, they recorded, they, they had to have like, they were recording these scenes in tandem. So it wasn't like, so Paul Williams, like in, at the time of, or I'm sorry, Swan, at the time of Winslow seeing this video and like learning that Swan made a deal, oh, who I, who I would assume is the devil, but I don't think they ever. I said. don't think that he said I have many names, like they always fucking do. Yeah, but yeah. So at the time of Winslow like watching this and the recording of him being like, he's supposed to. It's supposed to be like what twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, because and yeah. like. So you would think that Swan looks exactly the same. He doesn't. He looks older he doesn't and uglier. Age. No. Yeah. How does how does Swan look older when there was no way he was any younger when they recorded those scenes? Well, He's yeah, that dressed too. Like a fucking muppet. Like he really did. He looked. I mean, I will say in the bathtub scenes, he did look more attractive than he does like present day he looked like movie. a teenager he looked, and his yeah, present he looked day younger. looked like he was in his 40s um, but everyone was acting like he was like 22 and everybody was acting like he was just so i mean maybe that was part of the uh the devil and i can get thing? like if like you make a deal with the devil to be like young and attractive like the relativity of your attractiveness like extends to everybody regardless yeah, of how you that's look. what i was gonna say that it had to have been part of that because it's not attractive. And I, I like I said, I don't want to be rude because, you know, I mean, everybody has their thing. I, I think weird men are attractive, but 
not Paul Williams. Like he should have just also, been the songwriter just... for the movie and not in the damn movie. Oh, and not man. even the songwriter. <laughs> no, because it was, it was bad. It's like so bad. Didn't he, he did music for the Muppets, right? That was his like. Do you know what's funny is I'm almost certain I was just at Sound Exchange recently and I saw the picture disc for Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and I'm pretty sure he wrote those songs, which is funny because I fucking love those. <laughs> but those were short and sweet. <laughs> These were long and obnoxious. I, yeah, I don't know. I, Jim right. Steinman, he should have written the music for this movie. Oh, that would have been spectacular. And then they could have had Meatloaf as somebody. Oh, as the guy. Uh, I will. The parallels the between dude. Rocky. Oh, because we haven't even brought movie. up the singer, dude. Beef. Beef. Yeah. The gayest, I guess, gay man <laughs> ever. I was like, is he gay? I, I don't know. I can't tell. I, I thought they all were gay. I, everybody seemed gay. Yeah, it was the 70s. It's just that Swan was, you know, self-loathing. Yeah. I mean, and Beef was just... And Beef was actually in Chopping Mall. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, Letterboxd told me I have watched a lot of... What's his name? Garrett Graham? Mm-hmm. I have watched quite a few. He's my most watched person of 2020. You've got like, to Like I've watched more movies with him. In it He's in a lot else. of stuff. I mean, yeah. he might not be a big character in things, but he is in a lot of movies yeah. and shows. He's, he's in a lot of shit. Um, he's just, he, he's consistently getting work. That's great for him. Um, but mm -hmm. he beef. I mean, we haven't even brought up beef. I don't even know. Yeah. So, now I Beef want some is um hamburger. so when Swan finds Phoenix, who is played by Jessica oh, Harper. Yeah, we we didn't talk about Phoenix either. Yeah, like <sighs> when uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in this movie. It's exhausting. When, uh, Winslow, <laughs> when Winslow uh wants to like talk to Swan about his music and about where they're at in like the process or whatever. And they're just like flat out ignoring him before he gets his, um, his, uh, his metal teeth. He meets <laughs> Phoenix and she's like, or she's about to audition and she's like practicing and he like sings with her and he's like, Oh my goodness. She's like a perfect. And oh yeah. Don't they sing that part too? Yeah. Oh God, it's so they, like they sing part of like his his piece together, and he's and I think he said it wasn't written for a woman, but like it's perfect for her, or something, whatever. In any case, she like flees and then she comes back, so she doesn't. Oh, go through, like, she didn't want to sleep with the guy. That yeah. was the part. Like, yeah, she's like, "Aren't I gonna sing?" And they're like, "Okay, but can you like yeah, lay down I and crawl be naked? on top of you?" Like they show him crawling on top of her, and it's really disgusting. And I was yes. like, oh, my God. And then, of course, she flees the room <laughs> shortly after that. And I was yeah, like, thank God. Because <laughs> please don't do that, man. I mean, yeah. ugh, ugh. Oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> so, yes. So there's all of that. And then she, like, comes back for another audition. Because she's a Satanist? I mean, I can't figure out why... You would continually try to be in this crowd when they're clearly a bunch of shitheads. 
you know? It's like, I don't know. It was very weird. Yeah. So when she comes back, she actually auditions with her voice and she does a little, she does a little dance. She does a little dance number. That's like very, um, it's very stiff. Like, I don't know if there was any choreography. um, They couldn't afford one. (laughs) They were just kind of like, move around the stage. Nobody's going to focus on your movement. Shake your, shake your, shake your shoulders. And (laughs) do Yeah. But I mean, don't get me wrong. That's exactly what I look like when I'm dancing. So no, I'm, just... I'm sure you look better than that. Because that was ridiculous. You've never seen me dance. We've never danced together. Haven't we, though? I feel like we, we have. have. Several times. <laughs> We've danced plenty together. <laughs> we were at weddings dancing and shit. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so she, Swan meets her and then decides, like Gaston, that her voice is too perfect and he must have her. And... Oh, I guess also like Ursula, he needs her voice. Oh, yeah, the contracts. We forgot yeah. about the contracts. He's very yeah. good like Ursula with the contracts. Mm-hmm. I never noticed that. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is like that. I feel yeah, like that he... is a Faust thing, too. The voice thing. I can't is remember it? exactly what Faust was about, but it was something about swapping swapping something i can't remember i've seen many versions of faust and of course i can't remember any of them oh maybe it was wait a minute yeah it was i whatever i don't know it was kind of like dorian gray i think he wanted to be young again so he made a deal with the devil to be young right oh what was it but he switched bodies i think no 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 no, dorian gray's like his portrait would uh age no i know that but Faust was different. Faust was like, maybe he switched bodies with somebody. I can't remember what happened, but something like that. I mean, the ones that I've seen were fantastic. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, yeah, uh, whatever. Exchanging his soul for a... Uh, I was trying Younger to look one, it up. Maybe? I don't know. But yeah, like, I don't... Like, are there voices what keeps him young? Because he I don't wanted know. Winslow's voice, and then Winslow like messed up his voice and just sounded like a. Oh yeah, but then it was funny because he's in, and that room that he um, was composing in is mm-hmm. a real room. It was at the record plant in California, um, which is a famous record studio, recording studio, which I believe Prince recorded there many times too. But anyway. Um, uh, what was I going to say? That is a real room. Like with all the synthesizers set up like that. It that was wall a lot. Of, yeah, it's really fucking cool. Um, it was very, that's, I will say that. This movie was very well, what, photographed and set design and all that shit was good. Very good. Yeah. Like, it was also very De Palma. Like, like he had homeboy the split loves like the split screen situations yeah. which he like, said was inspired was by the opening of a touch of evil by orson wells i believe but i've never seen that so sorry no i haven't but that yes that is orson wells yeah i haven't seen it um but apparently that's where he got that inspiration to do the split screen real time thing or whatever it was yeah and then we we see it again in what Body Double? Or maybe Body Double was before this. Mm, he definitely did in Carrie. Yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. Um, 
and then of course Quentin Tarantino did it in um, Kill Bill Kill Bill took it right from Brian De Palma Uh, I don't know about Scarface because I hate Scarface was that was was that Brian De Palma yeah maybe that's why I hate Brian De Palma (laughs) I was was like I know I don't like him for some reason but I can't remember why I didn't look him up enough to figure it out but that is it it is literally Scarface ruined me I hate that fucking movie fucking hate that interesting I mean I didn't love it but I don't recall hating it Every second of it, I think, is a piece of shit. I can't believe anybody watches it. I really can't. In fact, I went to a pizza place last night to pick, get some pizza in Ebor, and which sounds really weird. But I, was like, I was speaking of Jason, and I was like, well, I can get some pizza. And I went in there, and I was regretting purchasing pizza from them because I looked around, and they have all kinds of Scarface memorabilia on their walls. And I was like, I don't want to support this shit. <laughs> Also, like, why? Like, why? Why He's me? not even, like, no. Why Scarface? I don't of know. all the things. I don't know why people gravitate towards this, because a lot of people say... It's toxic masculinity is what it, it is. A lot of people kind of use it as, um, like, an inspiration for shit. Like, they find it inspiring to emulate that kind of lifestyle and that's what really blows my mind because i'm like did you finish the movie like did you get through the whole thing like did you not notice how he was a horrifying piece of shit that didn't want to pay taxes and then died horribly because he's an asshole i mean nothing about that movie was good and he was not a redeeming character at all he had no redeeming qualities but he could have died in the first few minutes and i would have been perfectly fine (laughs) fucking piece of shit horrifying piece of shit horrible movie waste of celluloid i cannot believe they made that movie and i cannot believe people like it as much as they do i really don't understand it and i'll say that until i'm dead i mean that's i don't i don't have anything to refute that to be fair it's because it's true yeah i mean and like i said the emulation of it is what really like, I remember there was one of those, what was it, MTV's Cribs or whatever, where they were <laughs> touring somebody's crib. and <laughs> You're really dating us, John. <laughs> yeah, I know. But they were, they were walking past, like, in this guy's house, and he had, like, a big, and he was, like, a rapper of some sort. I can't remember who it was. But he, he had, like, a big old Scarface poster, and he's like, oh, it's one of my favorite films. It's a huge inspiration. And I was like, for what? For what? You don't want to pay taxes? Did you pay taxes for any of the stuff that you have here? Like, what? what is going on here? <laughs> well, in your gigantic pink bathtub, you're complaining about the fact that somebody wants you to pay taxes? I don't, I don't understand it. I think, a lot of, I think a lot of people had Scarface stuff. I think it's like, I think the thing that they think they're emulating is like his rise from no one to be someone and it's like but your rise from no one isn't to be a disgusting piece of shit that should die like (laughs) your rise should be a a more healthy choice like uh i i can't think of somebody to be able to give back to your community generously yeah like to be oh prince prince is a great example like bring yourself up from literally nothing and turn yourself into that why not 
he was a good man. He did good things. Like, he did have money, but it was, like, well-earned and well-spent. It was, like, not a disgusting showcase of horrors. <laughs> and he paid his taxes. <laughs> you know you know who I, who I really dig for many a reason? Snoop Dogg. Oh, who... there's one. He's a yeah. great example. There you go. Let's use Snoop Dogg instead. Hopefully he didn't like Scarface. <laughs> he probably did, but Maybe he, he did. seems like know. one of the more humble people on like MTV Cribs. He was also he just had, like, he he um like he was raising his daughters like what in like a regular like neighborhood and house. Like he didn't have like some crazy yeah. mansion shit because he, just he didn't them to be normal kids. Yeah. Which I was like, how beautiful of a man are you to do that? Oh, God, I love it. He's such a great man. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, <laughs> the portrait of Dorian Gray. Oh, with... <laughs> Phantom of the <laughs> Opera. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, it was Phantom of the Opera. I was more and, excited uh, to talk about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll do a Snoop Dogg movie. We should. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Was he in Juice? No, he wasn't <clears> in Juice. It's in a different one. We should also do juice. In any case, yeah, Homegirl uh, is now, like, he won't let her perform, and that's why Beef is on stage. Beef mm -hmm. is performing because Swan is too greedy, and he needs to marry Phoenix? Yeah, I don't understand any of that. That was part like, of the contract. And then um, Winslow... Why did he have to marry Winslow? Winslow saw some of this on footage yeah because there's cameras everywhere cameras but he everywhere. also saw them like Canoodling. touching each other for like too long it w i was so uncomfortable and she was with like, ew she was so into it i was like oh my god she's on something yeah Oof, gross. Mm. yeah and winzo's like ah! because he has to kill anybody who like stars in the show and so like he he goes to beef and shoves like a the plunger on his face and, like, oh yeah kills kills beef in the shower <laughs> i was mad there wasn't some nudity there i was like you could have at least put some peen you know i agree they could have yeah. put some peen there should have been they, peen. they could have taken an opportunity but beef? instead they he, he had that line that uh that little rhyme well oh man something that only phoenix can sing it uh, anyone else who tries dies yeah <laughs> And, you know, because of that, they have to put Phoenix on stage, and then it's like... Well, but Beef, yeah, Beef Beef was encouraged by the jerk face that, I don't remember his name, I don't remember what he, he was like an assistant or something, but we don't need to go oh, into all that, because there's too I many people. I forgot that dude existed. Yeah, ugh, he was gross. But um, he's the one that jumped on top of the girl to on Phoenix as they were closing the doors for the when she was trying to audition Ugh. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, Ew, yeah and his yeah, shorts yeah. Ah, oh god, god it was so gross. gross um but anyway he encourages beef to get on the stage by giving him drugs and all that kind of shit um which i was like well everybody's on drugs for this movie because i mean there must have been just truckloads of drugs yeah i don't know why that like oh and be in, i just assumed everyone was paul on drugs. william was giving uh, Winslow tons of drugs too, like a briefcase full of them to finish his work. And then when he finished the 
cantata or whatever the fuck it's called he <laughs> he fell asleep on top of it with pills everywhere <laughs> and paul Williams comes and drags it out from under his head then he bricks him into that room with all the synthesizers um <laughs> so that he can't get out because he stole his music and then uh he sees on the what is it he sees on the feed or whatever like the right security camera footage that's when yeah, he sees why the... does he have access to that in the room that he's blocked in yeah i don't like, know is it to torture him maybe so he screams terribly and then breaks the wall open including the steel door which i mean i guess he can do that uh, well, he's on drugs like um, a lot a lot of drugs he can get through that steel door. Cases worth of drugs. Um, so then he he escapes. He he and Beef was encouraged to go on stage, so he kills Beef with a an electric lightning bolt. And he's dashing around the whole theater, you know, doing his thing like the Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then yeah, he does all he does a lot of darting. Yeah, but and like then, he's also in like plain view. Yeah, in plain view, darting. Uh, and then he um, he does get Phoenix up on stage to sing. Finally, everybody loves it. And then what? Then some. I can't remember. This might have been when he, I started drinking. He burns the place down. Did he burn? Oh, it down? he doesn't want her to marry uh, Swan because he he cares about. Oh Phoenix so yeah, much. yeah. He finds his stash of old footage. That's where he finds out that Swan made a deal with the devil to be young. And if he, the only way to destroy that pact, oh, because he tried to kill Swan and he couldn't kill Swan because of the contract. Yeah, so, he tried to kill himself and he couldn't kill himself because of the contract. Yeah, and then he couldn't kill Swan because of the contract. And then he figured out by watching the footage that all he has to do to destroy Swan is to burn the footage. Because only destroying the footage that he's watching currently will he be able to so he burns down the whole entire room of footage um then he goes to interrupt the wedding uh and eventually i mean oh, there's so much shit going on who knows i don't know there's all i mean they just swept beef off the stage by the way who got burnt alive uh <laughs> well what said, happened keep with going um, keep going the was it the juicy fruits slash like the beach bombs slash the undeads like that little group they got blow uh, oh, used they the were bomb. Blow blown up in a car right yeah like, but yeah you know, winslow put like a bomb in a car but that was a rehearsal this is like on live television this whole wedding yeah the show happening. must go on and yeah. they're like we this is not our first rodeo with sweeping deaths off sweeping the deaths stage. off the stage so they sweep beef off the stage they get phoenix to sing the wedding thing starts happening there's a big flower there's things paul williams rises up out of the stage in a mask and the mask is important only because they're going to take it off of him to reveal that his face is melting off because of being burned the footage the pact is now over so now that also means that winslow dies because he tried to kill himself and mm -hmm. his wound reopens and starts gushing blood uh then his mask nice. falls off and his face is revealed and his eyes popping out and all kinds of things happening and yeah and he's like trying to tell he's been trying to tell jessica harper that it's me winslow remember we it's like can't hardly wait <laughs> he's like i knew i was in love with you when i saw you eating a strawberry pop tart yeah and that's my favorite pop tart too but she's like who 
are you? And she <laughs> like, finally she realizes. She met him for 30 seconds. Yeah, she finally realizes who he is. She gives a loving ah, to him. And then mm-hmm. uh, he dies. Uh, everybody dies. Things die. Everything dies. She walks home, I guess. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she just walks home. out. She's, she's fine. She's like, I'm done. And <laughs> she's like, you know, I knew this wasn't my scene. I don't know why I hung around for so long. <laughs> I don't know why I auditioned twice for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But at least I finally got my dream of being on stage. Oh, God, it was awful. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's over. Ugh. What a delight. And I'm yawning. What? <laughs> You're currently yawning or it's over and you were yawning when, uh, when it ended. I was so ready to pass out when that movie was over. <laughs> so what would you rate this movie? I did give it, because I rated it on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say that I gave it five and a half sort of star kind of thing, according to our toes. Um, oh, according to our toes. According to our toes, not not on Letterbox. Letterbox doesn't have that many stars. Um, no, so that would be like what two or three stars, two and a half for Letterbox. But you're you're saying five and a half toes? Yeah, um, I would say five and a half toes. About the same as Dracula eighty, only because while I suffered through it, it was a fascinating thing to have to suffer through. Like it was, the production was insane, but it was, it's definitely worth seeing. I don't think I would ever want to see it again. I also think this would have been the kind of film that if it was done in modern times with good writing, this could have been something really spectacular, but it's just a mess, like a mess. It was like, they were all on drugs. They picked the first draft and they just filmed the first draft. They never revised it. I think that's an excellent description of the story or of the script because there yeah. are so many. It's just so There's so much, much exposition for so many things. It's like I mean, a lot. It's like the whole movie's exposition and then it just kind of ends. <laughs> but it ends with a bang, Johnny. Well, I mean, I guess. But nothing's resolved. It just kind of ended. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing's resolved. Who knows what happens to anybody? Yeah. Ugh. Jessica Harper went on to do other cult she's movies. She's a pretty yeah. She's a pretty famous lady, right? Yeah, I think I read something somewhere because she she starred in Suspiria. And oh, wait a minute, the original? Yeah. Yeah. She's also in the remake. But yes. Yeah, you're yeah, right. She was the American in the original. Good for her. Yeah, but I think uh, I think she said like maybe she goes to like a bunch of conventions or whatever, and people are always telling her that she's like this big, great star, and she's like, I'm really not though. <laughs> like she's just started movies that flopped, but like generated like a cult following. Yeah, I think that's the best thing about. I, we've said this before. I think that's one of the best things about these conventions now. Is that somebody like her can go there and be praised for the work that she's done and get some money, girl. Go get some cash. Yeah. Cause yeah, like people people don't care about her like stuff in like Ally McBeal. 
she like you know like her her guest starring in any of these shows they're like let's talk about suspiria let's talk about shock treatment let's talk about phantom of the paradise mm -hmm. i mean i'd talk to her about that i'd be like girl why <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I think she turned down um what was it annie hall oh my god can you imagine for suspiria well this was her first film i think was it i believe this was introducing doodly dad as hoopla hoopla um yeah i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i was thinking suspiria was before this but suspiria was uh, suspiria was uh 77 Seven, oh yeah i was gonna say it was later um like later 70s but yeah this was like introducing her and she beat out a bunch of people to be in it and she sang as far as i can tell she had the perfect voice yeah <laughs> I mean, everybody lip synced in this movie, so it was hard to tell if they were like the actual singers, but I believe she was the singer. Um, Cause I kept wondering if somebody else did her voice, but she beat out like Linda Ronstadt and um, there was one other one. Do you know who I thought would have been good in this? And I don't know the timelines of everybody, but I think Karen Carpenter would have been a fantastic choice for this part with her voice. Hmm, interesting. But, the only person I would recast would be Paul Williams. Oh, God, yes. No. Uh, I'd recast the whole thing. Well, no, I guess the girl did good. I, yeah. I liked Beef. Well, Beef was pretty he fun. He was just there having a good time. Yeah, but Beef, Meatloaf could have been Beef. That would have been fun. That's true, too. Yeah. That, and Rocky Horror came out, like, just after this. Yeah, 75, Like, I think right? it also came out in... Oh, and, was it 75? I, I thought it was I believe 75. I think you're probably right. I can check that. Yeah, sheet. check that real quick, cause 1975. You're yeah. right. Yeah, um, but Milo originated the part um, on stage in Rocky Horror. Like he wasn't just in the movie. He was he was originated the part of that character. What I can't remember what his character was. Everybody's gonna hate me for that. Uh, what Eddie. Was when Eddie, Eddie said Thank he didn't like his, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I know what it is. Well, Eddie. I thought about that because the first song in this one had an Eddie, and I was like, man, these two movies are so similar with the chopped up body, sewing it together, mm -hmm. creating a new man. Oh, um, yeah, and they had a whole scene where they like electrified the guy to life or whatever, beef. Yeah. Um, but no. They had, they had somebody named after uh, Meat. I mean, oh yeah, I guess beef, meatloaf, meat? and beef. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, they're similar. No, but meatloaf, meatloaf originally the part on stage for Eddie, and Eddie, in the stage version, um, he, it was always a double role. He also got to do the doctor, not Frankenfurter. Oh, okay. Because they were related in the show. Yeah. His, so he, uh, his uncle. Yeah, his uncle. Or whatever. So he played him too. So, um, of course, Meatloaf was kind of upset that he couldn't do that in the movie because they hired somebody else, an old man, to be him. But, um, but yeah, Meatloaf had to have a lot of convincing to eventually do that show because he he had no idea. Like he just knew his song, and the only reason he was cast was he was the only one that could sing all of the lyrics to the song because there's so many, like, and it's mm -hmm. really fast. And he was one of the only people that could do it. So he nailed his audition and got the part. And then he was in the, like when they were doing, I don't know, pre-production or something for the play. And he was in the audience 
watching them do work doing their stuff and tim curry came out and did sweet transvestite and he was like wait a minute what in the fuck is this about what is happening here (laughs) (laughs) and he was like i don't know about this and then of course they told him what was going on and the whole thing and he was like oh shit okay well they eventually convinced him to just do it and he loved it he ended up like when he the audience reacted to him like revealing his stocking foot with a heel on it under his because he was in a wheelchair for that part yeah and he reveals his legs and his heels like and the audience went crazy and he just loved it he was like oh my god this is fucking fantastic so yeah i think um i think rocky horror and phantom of the paradise share a lot a lot in common because they're both like ridiculous yeah but one had rewrites had definitely narrowed down their vision well i think rocky horror works a little better it's still and this is going to be shocking to a lot of people but it's not really my favorite thing i i find a lot of it annoying and just way too much it's way too long um i don't like the time warp at all i think (gasps) the time warp is annoying um time warp's long but i do like let's not do the time warp again please (laughs) um i didn't want to do it in the first place so let's not do it again Uh, one of the first times we hung out going to a shadow performance of rocky we did like pitchers of beer for five dollars i was so drunk and i hit on the guy that played rocky I remember. I remember that. I remember you talking about his little shorts. His oh little yeah, shorts. I have a photograph oh. with him. I took that photo. I believe you did. Wow, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. That was back when I used to drink like that. <laughs> Same. Yeah, Same. I don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. We also didn't talk much back then. Well, it was mostly me. I didn't talk much. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I I probably didn't either. I don't know. But, um... Talked a lot about those gold shorts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Yeah, this one could have used some refinement and some better songwriting. Yeah. I still like the Juicy Fruits. I still like that opening song. I think they could have just left it at that and then taken out any other bit of exposition and it would have been fine i didn't even need to know that homeboy was in a dorian gray situation yeah that just it just kept piling on more and more shit like you don't have to explain so much to me like yeah. i'm here i feel i feel like this could get remade like just completely re redone like let's let's take what they did and try to make it good <laughs> yeah and you know what it's the same for dracula ad 1972 yeah same thing mm-hmm. i feel like that could have been done like it has like a nice it has like, juicy bits it has good bones yeah it has you know. it has juicy bits but it, it just didn't the jello didn't firm up the way it should have <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> I would give this because I did have a fun time because it was so ridiculous. I would say a six and a half, six and a half toesies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Very nice. Right on. And I think that ends October for that us. That ends October, This is it for guys. our Terror oh Tuesdays. Gosh. Did you notice that we did two movies from each decade? No, wait. We did one from the 90s, and the one I paired with it was Chopping Mall, and that's from the 80s. Yeah. We, we almost had it. We almost had 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Just 60, had three 80s. What was 60s? Uh, the Peeping Tom and... Uh, oh, yeah. Duh. And the other one. Yeah, 60s, 70s, 80s, and, well, if only I would 90s. Uh, if only I would have dropped in Tammy and the T-Rex instead of Chopping Mall, oh. then we would have had quite some pairs. Don't worry. We'll watch it. Don't worry, John. <laughs> I know you're, you're hankering oh. to see Paul Rudd with his brain inside a mechanical dinosaur wooing Denise Richards. It's a ride. Until next time. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find us? Oh, gosh. On social medias. The Instagrams is the One Foot Podcast. Uh, one Foot Podcast is the uh, Twitters. The Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. We have One Foot on the Ground as our Facebook page. And uh, we have One Foot Podcast at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, or suggestions. Ooh. Um, and please do rate, review, and subscribe, or whatever that bull honky is for iTunes. Um, that'll push us up there on the charts. Uh, that we're never. Yeah, that'd be we, super cool. We, and like you know, on. we like to read those little reviews. We yeah, like we them. do. Yeah, we do. Oh, we haven't looked recently. Have, do we have another one? Do we I have. Mean, do we have a review? We should. We should look. Yeah, since the last time we spoke Holy about it, crap. I'm sure. I can't remember the last time we. We looked. We maybe we have tons of them and we don't even know it. Yeah. Do you think? No. I forgot what our thing looked like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ten. See all. A bourbon barrel of laughs. We've already seen that. <gasps> Somebody wrote about Fellini. Oh, they hated it. <laughs> We got one star. Fellini attended a Catholic boarding school for a few years at Fano on the Adriatic, close to Ramini, his hometown. This podcast was not good. (laughs) That didn't give me any information. It didn't give me any information. And I'm sorry, you nincompoop or whatever your name is. Um, I'm pretty sure I did mention Ramini. And shut up. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? I mean, it's fine. I'm kind of mad though. <laughs> oh, I know you the are. One time, like, Fellini's your jam. <laughs> you you literally just whatever. September twenty second of twenty twenty is when that happened. This was recent. This guy hates us. I mean, well, then we're good. Not for him. Don't ever listen again, bitch. Don't do don't 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 do that. <laughs> he's not gonna listen to this. Who cares? Oh no, or he's she. not listening anymore. Or maybe it's a she. I, I guess I shouldn't assume. No, no, no. It's a he. Me. It sounds like a man. Mansplain Fellini to me. <laughs> How dare you? I know Fellini. All right. Well. Bye bye. I love Fellini. You you do. Bye. You really do. Bye. <laughs>